Camouflage and Cover-Ups is brought to you by the Coming Home Well Network and Clear Right Productions. We cover unusual topics about government cover-ups, military, murders, conspiracies, and maybe even aliens. Welcome to Camouflage and Cover-Ups with Jen and Paige. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Jen? Good. Good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, <laughs> welcome to Camouflage and Cover-Ups. We're going to talk about some weird stuff. What are we talking about today, Paige? Oh, I cannot wait for this one. I love it. I'm excited already. We are going to do real hard-hitting piece today. Hard-hitting? Yes. Am it I in- going to be terrified? Yes, you're going to be Am petrified. Am I going to cry? Yeah, probably. I might even pee a little. <laughs> Well, not in my chair. (laughs) I'm not going to pee in your chair. I'll pee in my chair. So we're talking about George Clooney. George Clooney? The dude, Jeff Bridges. Jeff? Yeah. John Goodman? Huh. Steve Buscemi? Buscemi? Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah. We're talking about them? Men who stare at goats. Men who stare at goats? Yeah, it's going to be so great. (laughs) My favorite is the goats that you see on like... On like TikTok or oh. YouTube, and they're just like they sound like humans. Oh, mine are the fainting goats. That's I really my goat. retirement plan. I just want like you want to become a fainting goat. I want a herd of fainting goats so I can we're, we're walk gonna, out every morning and ah! yeah. And we talked about we talked about maybe having a getting rid of our husbands uh-huh. and children, uh-huh. and then just having a fainting goat farm farm. Yeah, and we can do fainting goat yoga. <laughs> so. That's what we're discussing today is not only was it a hilarious movie, and if you haven't seen it. Girl, it was the best movie ever. (laughs) Uh, If you haven't seen it, seriously, move that rock (laughs) from over the top of you. (laughs) So I I love this story, but it's actually based on a true story. So I wanted to get into the weeds and figure out what the heck, military, why, I mean, Man, the 60s, right? the 60s. It was the 60s of it all. The 60s and 70s were a wild time. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. So today's show is going to be a little camo, a little cover up, and a lot of Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> I The funny thing is we've been watching at home, we've been watching the Star Wars series. Yeah. Because the mother-in-law is here, and she hasn't seen all of them. Well, are you watching them in order? We're watching... As in, like, the progression of time. Yeah. So, like, the first first one, which was the fifth one. Yeah. And then... (laughs) New Hope, and then we just watched The Phantom Menace, which is right there in the ugly 90s when it wasn't... Eh, it was... Jar Jar Binks, ugly. Yep, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. But anyway, this reminds me a little bit of Jedi, so we'll we'll be talking about that. But the reason why this movie stayed with me after I watched it is I actually know somebody who was approached to be part of this project. Who was it? It was my father-in-law. What? Yeah, that's wild. So the Hubs and I were at his parents' house one night. This was, I mean, this was years ago. But when we mentioned the movie, my father-in-law just casually mentions that he had been recruited to participate in this real-life experiment. As one does. Yeah. He was in the Air Force at the time. He worked in intelligence. He spoke Mandarin and Chinese. My mother-in-law was all for it. She's She believes in a lot of this. And so when he was recruited... He's like, that's dumb. No, I'm not going to do it. And she's like, why? She's like, I already got a chip in my brain. Yeah, she was down for it. She was actually pretty excited I was writing this story. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, apparently I was reading this article about my father-in-law and uh, he was one of the three Chinese ops at the time considered three? to have golden ears. What does that what mean? What does that mean? I don't know. You just perk up? Yeah. Is it really gold? Golden ears. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's like golden earring. Is it golden earring? That was a band. Oh, yeah. He probably was in a band. <laughs> Not my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, yeah. They played Radar Love. 
Oh, you know that song, right? No. I love. Yeah, that's Golden Earring. No, I was born in the eighties. I don't. I don't know any of that. You're such a child. Golden Earring. <laughs> so back to the goats. I love All goats. Of, yeah, yeah, I love goats too. But I love looking at goats. You know how their eye has that weird, like sideways slit in it. Does, it does. Yeah. It's like they're there, but. <laughs> But they're also trying to do telepathy on you. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, and I'm going to make some civilian jokes about this. I love civilian platoon, jokes. But you're going to have to correct me if I'm off base. Yeah. I don't know anything about this weird shit. So let's go. <laughs> let's get going. <laughs> so in 1979, right before I was born, I like made the last month in 79. Hey, you're still a Gen Xer. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm Gen yeah, X. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. She I thought she meant millennial and I thought I was gonna lose my mind. <laughs> Girl, you you're too smart to be a millennial. Thank Just you. kidding, millennials. Don't come at us. You're no. probably not listening to this podcast anyway. Well, they're watching TV, watching the podcast, playing <laughs> being a video game, being offended and triggered. Yeah. I love you, millennials. So the US Army Lieutenant Colonel James B. Channon is who we're gonna be talking about. Let's do it. And he was in the U.S. Army, and he sat down and wrote a 125-page operations manual for a proposed 1st Earth Battalion. So, Mm -hmm. okay, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about Channon, but there he is. Oh, he's like sitting in a yoga pose. He's got a porn stash. Yes. Lots of porn of, stashes in this story. Maybe some dog tags around his... Oh, he's got... Is that a cross? Uh, oh, he's got a scar? He's got his his thumb and his middle finger together like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> so he's he was pretty interesting. He was born September 20th in 1939. Wow. And as 30s. we... Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe he made the last month of the 30s. Yeah. Doesn't sound so cool when you say it that way, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So he was really in, he was considered a new age futurologist, and he was hired a by- futurologist. That sounds like some makeup I just bought. Right. <laughs> futurology. There's going to be a lot of woo-woo in this story. <laughs> <laughs> so just hang tight. Uh, Shannon spent his time in 1977 and 1979 with many of the people in California credited for starting the human potential movement. Okay. What is the human potential movement? What is it? It's a movement that believes through developing and training humans that we can unlock our true potential for happiness, success, fulfillment, and uh, war, I guess. Sounds like high school. Yeah, it sounds like high school, exactly. <laughs> so have you ever seen, it's got Bradley Cooper in it. Oh yeah, Limitless? Limitless, yeah. Is that Limitless? Yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. talking about how humans are using about uh, roughly 10% of their Not brains. Not me, girl, 2% right here. Oh, I may be 1.5, maybe 2%. Yeah. yeah, on a good day. Yeah. Medicated. We, yeah, with lots yeah. of sleep the night before. And a monster. <laughs> monster. I for, I almost broke out my Red Bull today. So Channon wanted to actually take this theory a step further. And his theory is that a new generation of warrior monks would utilize their paranormal abilities and counterculture principles to better prevail in future conflicts. But But monks are all about peace. That's why they're warrior monks. Oh, that Thus seems the Jedi. like an oxymoron. Yeah. So the more I research this, they there's a lot of reasons that they actually let this woo-woo take place. And we'll get into the history of the woo. But, <laughs> but right now, at this point, he is just full-blown. If we can solve our conflicts before this gets to battle then we really don't, not need the military, but we we could prevent some of these wars from happening, some of the conflicts. I think if women were in charge of the world, we wouldn't have any wars. Amen. 
all the men stopped listening to the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the first Earth Battalion, which is hilarious. I would have loved to see this proposal put together in front of a bunch of military generals. Or Donald Trump. Or Donald Trump. Well, He'll be like, I thought of that. It's beautiful. <laughs> so good. Good it is. It's going to be Yoda. golden, like my ears. <laughs> good it is. I'm Yoda. So the first Earth Battalion was to act like a think tank. And it's just it, act like a think tank, not be one. Yeah, well, that's sort of what happened. But <laughs> they were brought together to collect and review advanced human performance skills from all disciplines. So very kumbaya, very let's get the gang together. Who are all the weirdos in the military that are smart enough to be able to walk through walls, levitate? Uh, oh, yeah. We'll get into everything that happened, but Shannon believed that the army could be principle and moral and ethical while harmonizing with the earth. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, even in 19- 19- Hashtag nukes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Was this around the same time? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, even in 1979, this was pretty woo-woo thinking. Uh-huh. And, uh, After briefing the Fort Knox Officer Club in 1979, Channon presented his concepts to his commanders, which, again, I would have loved to have been part of that conversation. A fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. A a telepathic fly. Telepathy fly. So immediately, Channon said this made, they made him the first commander of the 1st Earth Battalion. So not only did his presentation go well, he also brought in his 125-page field man, uh, manual that was handwritten and, and graphics drawn in it. They're like, yeah. Yeah, bro. That sounds like a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) So my theory is that these officers thought it might be better or safer for the Army for Channon to round up all the hippies and put them in a non-effectual platoon with the rest of the weirdos. Okay. So at the very least, it's a win-win at this point. Well, I think that maybe they were thinking, like, we can just get all the weirdos together and mm-hmm. then they won't do any harm to any other person. Yeah. yeah. Just meditate. Stay away from the... Sounds like prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so uh, from a military standpoint, the U.S. was trying to counteract what China and Russia was claiming at the time. Yeah. So in 1979, the People's Republic of China publicly reported that several thousands of their children ages 8 to 14 were capable of telepathy, clairvoyance, x-ray vision, and psychokinetics. All right. So those people are now in their 50s and 60s. Were you one of those kids right in? (laughs) I want to hear about the x-ray vision. That sounds... Could you check my insides? Well, can you... Do you just see through the clothes or do you see through the skin? Yeah, they didn't release a lot of details. They just put out the fact that they've got all these clairvoyant children obviously in China. A fact. Yeah, it's so, totally factual. So true. Yeah, science based. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So during the Vietnam War, uh, world militaries were going through a transitional phase. Weird. Yeah, I would say so. They were searching for more powerful and consistent weapons that were. Available during the Second World War. Okay. So, to your point, nukes. (laughs) Nukes and flowers. Flowers. So, while Russia was working on generating this chain Gatling rifle, Mm -hmm. which was supposed to be a mounted rifle connected to a battleship that can fire superpower electromagnetic pulses 100 miles away. Yeah, those those are the EMPs. You don't want that... (laughs) In your life. Is that bad juju? It's bad. Yeah, that's a bad woo-woo. Bad woo-woo. Is that the one that like melts your insides? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so let's You turn into a gummy bear in in the Texas heat. But not the good kind? No. Okay. So um, the 1st Battalion, the 1st Earth Battalion, was not the only efforts by the U.S. military to conduct similar programs, but they were the funniest. Yeah, they were... (laughs) If you have a, a, a movie made after you, then yeah. Yeah. 
You so doing it right. Here are here are some of the men. Okay, so we're looking at. I love that there's four four men in uniform, mm-hmm. and then one wearing a uh, like a logger shirt. You know, <laughs> like a <laughs> what are those? A flannel. A flannel? Yeah. yeah, it's flannel, and uh, he looks like he uh, he just heard some news about <laughs> his future. <laughs> and then we've got porn stash in the back. Yeah, lots of porn stuff. Yeah, we got some we got some sweet, sweet seventies and eighties glasses going on. Ooh. Don't they kind of look like those guys that would like stay after in science class to play like They're, they definitely Yeah, they definitely are Dungeons and Dragons, definitely staying after class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of ribbons and medals. Yeah. <laughs> with a flannel shirt. <laughs> lots of ribbons and medals. <laughs> it's like the flannel shirt guy was like, Hey, can I get my picture taken with you guys? <laughs> oh, oh it's you're so the cool. men who play <laughs> yeah. He's literally holding a goat down at the bottom <laughs> by its neck. Uh, so they the US military spe- specifically Channon rounded up this motley crew of gentlemen. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit. There were quite a few of them, but Paul H. Smith, Lynn Buchanan, Bill Ray, Skip Atwater and Lieutenant Brian Busby. They were the ones that were featured in this picture. Yeah, it's really weird because there are four men in their military uniforms. And then there's just this one dude in flannel. Who that that's Skip Atwater. We'll talk about Good Skip. Good old Skip. Good old Skip. So we'll talk a little bit about especially the characters that you see in the movie. Special Forces Glenn Wheaton, played by George Clooney in the movie. Lynn claimed that computers, they called him Lynn, Lynn claimed that computers would go on the fritz when he walked by, and he also really killed a goat by staring at it. Now, he might have starved to death, but... Does he have video of this? Is there evidence? No. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Something else that um, Special Forces Wheaton claimed is that or the military backed up and said he helped find a NATO general kidnapped in Italy. Oh. This was during the legendary Stargate remote viewing session. Oh, okay. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Do you know what remote viewing is? I Is that when you um, are in one room and then you move the TV screen to another room? You got it. Yeah. Or oh, okay. when you're watching your cell phone and... Yeah. Yeah, no, actually remote viewing, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in detail, but when they talk about him saving a NATO general that was kidnapped in Italy, he wasn't in Italy. He was in North Carolina sitting in a room picturing where this NATO general was. Oh, okay. So he's, yeah, he's a witch. Yeah, yeah. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) The other one that we'll talk about a lot is Major General Bert. Stubblebine, yeah, and he's the one that um, that my father-in-law talked to, the commander of the Army Intelligence and Security Command during the early 1980s. Uh, he also claims that he really did walk through walls. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do right through that door after I open it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, there's a hole right there. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a hole in a lot of these stories, but. What? Yeah. Th- this was a handsome group of guys, but what this team really needed was brains. Brains. They were looking for brains. They were looking for really smart men that were open to expanding their possibilities of what they were capable of. So the Manson family? Yeah. Got it. That's mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah, it's such yeah. a weird correlation. Yeah. Hmm. So Shannon Smith, Buchanan, Ray all of the guys that were in this platoon, and they don't report all of them, but they started this program by isolating each of them uh, for an enormously long time before the tests even started. And they did that so they could center their minds. Okay. I like to center my mind too. <laughs> yeah, I and I don't mind being isolated for a little bit, but they said enormously long time. So these guys... Probably used to being alone, a lot of them. Yeah. So they center their their, basement. Yeah. With their Cheetos. With their Cheetos and their video Uh games. Yeah. So 
when they were released from isolation, uh, they were then sent and introduced to a magnetized chamber where they were encouraged to attempt telepathy to communicate with each other. Okay. Just each other. Yeah. So they've been isolated. Maybe don't even even know each other that well. They're going to put them in a magnetized chamber, and they're supposed to think their communication. What's a magnetized chamber for? I mean, I lay in MRIs all the time. <laughs> I don't. There's going to be a lot I don't know on here. I was hmm. hoping you would. Yeah, I don't know. Is that not standard? No procedure. Yeah, the, we don't just walk around with magnets. Is there a magnet bed you could lay in? Oh, that's an MRI. <laughs> they have those just. Just laying around, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like none- a tanning bed, oh, like a tanning okay. salon <laughs> for your brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't they put like metal sheets over you and stuff before you go into those? That's like a dent. That's like a dental one. Oh, right? see, I, I've been scanned too many times. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the ones that stand up and rotate around your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so none of the men confirmed that they were telepathic and or telepathically communicating with each other. So because those tests have failed, um, they decided to introduce a large amount of LSD. Oh, that sounds fine. Which is also very 70s and 80s, I feel. Don't try this at home, kids. (laughs) You know what? We're not getting the results we like. So instead of, I don't know, regrouping, let's just pop some acid. Yeah, man. Is that what you do with acid? (laughs) I don't know. Pop it. What do I look like? I don't (laughs) don't even know what acid looks like. (laughs) I've seen movies. I think they're the little strips that they put under. Is it a dot? Yeah. Is there a dot? Write in if you know. Yeah, let us know. Are you a drug addict? Have you been on LSD? Are you on LSD now? Were you staring at goats? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it, it appeared to work. The LSD was a good plan because the men began claiming that they were transcended. Yeah, I bet they were. Yeah. I saw Jesus. I can taste color. <laughs> I can taste color. Have you seen that purple? <laughs> what is that almost famous where he's like, I'm on drugs? <laughs> so, Schnozberries. He's like, like Schnozberries. I know. We could go all day. <laughs> so, the, they became telepathic during this. And it wasn't just one trip. Like, they were continually on acid. It was a whole vacation. Yeah, it was part <laughs> of their training. This was boot camp. <laughs> but at this point, they had been given multiple whatevers of LSD for long periods of time. So after the first series of tests, they started seeing results. Like, now they could telepathically <laughs> communicate with goats as well. And they started purchasing the van down by the river. <laughs> what does that communication look like with a goat? Yeah, what, what do goats think? You already said that. Mah. Did you see the far side cartoon where they, they made the, the dog bark detector? And so the guy puts the, the helmet on his head and all the dogs are saying is, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no, hey. I haven't seen that. That's what was happening. Oh, that's Hey. Ex- I, <laughs> hey. Hey, yeah. So they wrote down all of the communication that they had with the goats at the time. One of the most amazing parts of my research was finding the field manual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I worry. That. Yeah, I included some pictures <laughs> for <out>. you. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So a lot of it is illustrated, and like I said, lots was handwritten. But that's just their table of contents you're looking at right there. Table of, okay, so it's like there's a, a picture of a man zenning or whatever in his crisscross applesauce yoga. <laughs> and then there's like somebody doing like a ninja kick over the top. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was a roundhouse. Uh, yeah, and then areas, areas of study are changing values. The idea that the world around us is changing. I concur. Mm-hmm. To be success, a successful, quote, warrior monk, yep. one needs to be open to changing one's views. Have you changed your views recently? I right have. In. <laughs> I have after reading this. Oh, okay. Just to see the truth. What is the truth? Mm-hmm. We've got personal evolution. Hmm. Evolutionary teamwork. All right. So we got to change and then we got to evaluate our personal stuff. 
We got to evolve. Mm-hmm. Then evolve with our friends. And then we have to be a team of uh, evolutionary people. And then we have ethical combat. <laughs> ethical. It's like the ROEs that I talked about before. Mm-hmm. And earthwork. Yeah. It's kind of like an earthworm. <laughs> First Earth Battalion's primary allegiance was to the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. That's where we live. I like that about it. <laughs> yeah. It's well thought out. Yeah. I don't want to have allegiance to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started digging into this manual and the crazy part was as soon as, so I opened it up in PDF form, my computer immediately shut down <gasps> and, and it would flick. Anyway, I got to the bottom Were of they it. in there with you? Pretty sure telepathically yep. and by remote viewing, they'd shut my computer They're off. They're in the old folks home now, but you know. God bless them, man. They- man. This was a group of, I mean, and the longer they were training together, the weirder they got. Yeah, it's called synergy. Yes. Oh, that's a good oh, sales yeah. word. Yeah. I have taught good. you something. Yeah, synergy. Well, th- those are words that, that upper military uses. Synergy, dovetailing, oh. piggyback. Keep that in your 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 hip pocket. I will. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's put a pin in that. Let's circle Let's back it. and take that offline. Yep. yep. Yeah. So changing values, we'll walk through the areas of study, but really it's just, hey, don't think this is woo-woo. You need to be able to accept this and really change your values. We're going to use this in war, ethical war. Yeah. The evolutionary teamwork, the idea was that once you would evolved enough to be able to see greater potential and use that other 90% of your brain, you had to do it together and it would make it more powerful. Scientology. (laughs) Scientology. Um, So the ethical combat, I wanted to see your eyes roll back in your head a few times. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with the concept, but what was written in the book is... (laughs) To evolve behind beyond conflict to a new level of peacemaking where we can collectively address the social and environmental changes that create global, global conflicts in the first place. This sounds like what I have a conversation with my, my teenagers about. Saving the planet. Well, this, the whole concept of like, let's get along so that we can live in the same house together. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah. So if you break it down... Should I just give them LSD now? Yeah. Just put it in their lunchbox, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Just put it, mix it in with their peanut butter and jelly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then the last part of the field manual was resources. (laughs) Okay. We have to have resources. Yeah. We have to buy the LSD. (laughs) Was there like a stock number for that? Yeah. There's skews along the side. Shannon envisioned that the first Earth Battalion would organize itself informally. So what what ended up being his meaning is uniforms, no more uniforms. No more. It's uh, flannel only. No, no shirts. Most of them wore zero shirts, no shoes. Um, Their structure without status. They were diversified, which I don't know. I saw a lot of. White dudes. Middle-aged white dudes in the picture. but And then members would learn rainbow power. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So besides walking through walls, killing goats, <laughs> and taking a shit ton of LSD, there, what were some of the goals? Like, what were they actually trying to accomplish here? What? That's a great question. Yeah. So we'll start with the most prevalent one that you see in the movie, and that's remote viewing. And it's the practice of seeking impressions about a distant or unseen subject. Purposely, like the reason for that was to sense it with your mind. But the problem that with remote viewing is that just like anything, we walk in with assumptions and beliefs of our own. Right. So maybe somebody's sitting on a mountain somewhere and you can remotely see them in Himalayas on this mountain, but then all of a sudden he's drinking a, a Bud Light. Like that Bud Light was your perception of what this dude was doing. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah. That's really, we know it was the delicious glacial waters from the area. 
And I'm thinking donut. Donut. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. Typically, a remote viewer is expected to give information about an object, event, person, or location that's hidden from physical view and separated by some distance. So the idea of remote viewing received (laughs) renewed attention in the 1990s. So it didn't just go away after the LSD wore off. We revisited that concept in the 1990s when the declassification of documents were related to the Stargate program. Okay. Stargate program, for any of y'all who have, again, have that rock pulled over you, a $20 million research program sponsored by the U.S. government attempting to determine potential military applications of psychophenomenon. I was just thinking about when you have to look for something that, that you can't see. And like I was your thinking, keys? Yeah, that, that time that my husband put my keys in the refrigerator. Oh. Is it like that? Exactly. That's why they put $20 million towards it. Yeah, my dad says, whatever you're looking for, it's behind whatever you're looking at. Very wise. Science. Yeah, mm-hmm. very wise. Yeah. Stargate project was overseen by Lieutenant Frederick Holmes, who's also Holmes. S- Holmes. What's up, Holmes? Skip Atwater. He was the dude wearing the flannel. Skip it. That's Skip. So he was an aide and a sci- <laughs> psychic headhunter to Major Gl- uh, General Albert Stubbledine. Stubblebine. I can't. Stubblebine. You're me. stumbling over Stubblebine. Stubblebine. So the Project Stargate would only receive a mission after other intelligence attempts and methods and approaches had gone down the shitter. Okay. <laughs> so looking with our eyes has not worked. No. So now we must use your brain. Let's bring in the, the LSD. Hippies. Yeah, and the LSD. <laughs> exactly. So the program Stargate ran from 1975 to 1995 and ended after evaluators reached the conclusion that remote viewers consistently failed to produce any actionable intelligence or information. I'm currently shocked. I know. So here's another one that they, these are the trainings that they're going through to try to, you know, specifically be able to do things. So the first one was remote viewing. The second one is the power of the mind. Okay. Certain subjects could force a random num- number of generators to produce a specific number of sheer willpower. That's what it said. They said that they had blown out some generators by having a group of the first Earth Battalion sit around and think about those generators. Oh, okay. Yeah? Yeah, sounds scientific. Did you got did you get trained on that? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, that they was all week two of boot camp. <laughs> yeah. Blow up the generator. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting there with your mind. I don't know. Maybe it worked. They Guys, s- I got to pee. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave. <laughs> the other one that they used that I thought was really interesting was sound weapons. So they use it both in like pleasant sounds and unpleasant sounds. But think of again, I just go back to my teenage boys. I just, I feel like that's what this whole thing is about. Yeah. Teenagers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, think Waco and the Branch Davidians. Okay. So when they were trying to flush them out, they would play noises like a rabbit being killed oh. or goats being murdered. That sounds awful. Yeah. So they think that <laughs> they also tried the Barney theme song, which amen to that. Oh. Caillou oh, would God. be another one on my oh, list. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. So they've used this this actual and sound weapons in actual warfare, but it's more of like interrogation and and like psychological warfare. So if you're trying to flush an enemy out, just put Barney on a loop and you won't have to fire your weapons. Well, so when I was in Sear school, we when when we were in our tiny little cave, where <laughs> they're keeping us awake and so they played this song called Boots. And it's not it's not a boots, it's Gene Wilder. <gasps> and he's it's a poem. Oh. Boots, 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 marching, marching. Mar- I'm sorry if I'm traumatizing you yeah. right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I get it. Everybody's shaking Everybody's right like, now. Ah, and their brain melted. Yeah. So they just played that on a loop. Now I love Gene Wilder, but after maybe the tenth loop, 
Oh, the hundredth loop, girl. Oh, wow. It makes you crazy. Yeah, I'm sure it does. It makes you crazy. And he's just saying this poem over and over yep. again. Okay. Over the loudspeaker. All right. So I'll hush about the Barney theme Yeah, it song. makes you... Oh, Barney. I'd love to hear the Barney theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Could we make a request? <laughs> what about the song that never ends? I like the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the sound... Uh, waves were also used in a calming effect so they could play you know rain outside or yeah, ocean waves yeah. Yeah. yeah so they still use that one but uh the the next one is weather control and you see it on the movie when they do the cloud dispersing yeah you sit there close your eyes feel the power and then you can look up and break clouds apart okay who knows? I don't know. In Texas, I don't think you'd be that far off. Yeah. It changes by the second. So the other one was non-destructive combat. So <laughs> I thought it sounded a lot nicer than what it actually is. It's like being able to choke somebody out without touching them. So oh. like the Darth Vader. Bleh. You just give them a piece of bread. Yeah, you use and the force. And then for- they choke. <laughs> use the force and you don't touch them, but they choke and I die. Like that. Yeah, doesn't he, like, lift him up, and he's just, like, lifting him up. Oh, yeah. Darth Vader used that all the time. So non-destructive combat, Darth Vader. I love that. Mind reading and attack prevention. So mind reading is pretty straightforward. But if you can prevent the enemy from attacking, you can also provide better intel to soldiers on the ground. Okay. So a little bit of the remote viewing. Yeah, it's like the people who who think they, what what are they called when when there's like a crime? Oh, when they psychic. bring in the yeah, psychic. Yeah, they bring in the psychic. Yeah, yeah, and again, I'm not poo pooing it. Mother in law I mean, believes in the psychics, and she can. Yep, the one that she talks to can grab bad spirits in her life and move them, cool. and so she feels better. Um, but. Some of the creeds and the missions of this first Earth Battalion were pretty amazing. Um, The first one was, I have the capacity and therefore the duty to contribute to the development of myself, my associates, you know, the guys not wearing shoes, our planet simultaneously and now. Okay. Yeah. Um, They also talk about a self-supporting high commando group that will create and perform evolutionary breakthroughs. So they have all these plans, but ultimately their mission is going to be force of heart, force of will, arms, spirit. They want to be eco-partners with the earth. <laughs> Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Um, human disaster relief group is another mission of theirs. So the Red Cross. Got yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Space pioneers, space force, space force. Yep, and natural. Oh, an eco disaster rescue group. Which I'm not really. Is that like an oil spill? Is that like the baby seals? Yeah, I don't know. Polar bears. <laughs> I don't know. So they have all these plans. They have this mission, this creed, this amazing 125 page field manual. Basically, they're Greenpeace. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, truthfully. So their training was was pretty hilarious. The squadron of New Age thinkers would train in regular civilian clothes like we talked about. Yeah, sorry about the dogs, guys. <sighs> We've got three of them. They just say hey to each other all day. Hey. 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 I think they're Let's try to use our telepathy to make them stop barking. (laughs) (laughs) They were also training their minds, but they had to train their bodies as well. So a typical day of training for the first Earth Battalion, including included running, swimming, industrial strength calisthenics. What a calisthenic. I don't know. Are they like lifting up a building? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe a a, one of those like uh, what do they put? On at schools when they run out of room. Oh, like a built like a separate portable, building? yeah, portable yeah. building. Maybe they're lifting, they're just portables. lifting those up with like with their teeth, yeah, <laughs> with their minds. They also had an hour and a half daily of aikido practice, and after six months, the 
<laughs> None of the soldiers were Aikido masters, but they quantified 75% more physically fit than when they started. Yeah. So that's our first success. So they're successful at eating nutritious foods and calming down and working out. And after doing that, they were 75% more fit than they were when I they bet. came in. I bet they were. So great statistic. Um, they also practice martial arts and yoga. Oh, this is my favorite. It sounds like they just went to the gym. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. they went to some like hippie retreat out yeah. in the woods. They did primal screaming sessions. Oh, my kids do. See, it's I know. teenager training. I'm yeah. You. It, maybe they've got a place we can send them. Yeah. Not my house. Yeah. I already have those. <laughs> <laughs> we already have primal screaming. Come get them. They've got primal low frequency light training, music and dance movement. Uh I'm not exactly sure how to say that shatsu, it's acupuncture and similar technologies. Shatsu, uh, shiatsu. Yeah, shiatsu. Yeah. Like a shiatsu massage. Massage. Mm -hmm. So the... Uh, holy shiatsu. Yeah, holy shiatsu. <laughs> <laughs> they did love pulsing. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a porn. Yeah. <laughs> Their diet was also pretty cleaned up, too. Mm -hmm. So they thought a healthy heart. LSD-topped eggs. That's right. Mm -hmm. LSD nut, seed, and grains. <laughs> Vegetables, but only raw. Fruit, and lots of ginseng. Okay. No yeah. turmeric? People no. tell me all the time turmeric's going to help me. I've been taking turmeric shots. You just rub it in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. You just open up a vein and pour it right in. Yep. <laughs> so we talked about their uniforms not being um, uniforms, but they also wore, like they had this pouch, which I imagine is like a fanny pack. Yep. And it had ginseng regulators. Okay. <laughs> um divining tools okay. you know the like metal rods that, i think ding. it's divining divining oh really ding. divining then, yeah okay divining. what about a divining rod i've said that wrong this whole time my I whole don't know. life i could be saying it wrong okay right um they also it? were eating certain foods to enhance their natural night vision carrots <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they had on base a loudspeaker that would admit indigenous music and words of peace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy one of those for my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm learning so much today about how to deal with teenagers. <laughs> well, here's one that I'm not sure I agree with. Uh, so they talk about diversity, and we already sort of squashed. This is the only thing you disagree with? No. <laughs> No, the, with in regards to the teenagers oh, using okay. this principle yeah, yes. or, you know, becoming a first Earth Battalion. I guess he would be a second Earth Battalion. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So they didn't care that they wore shirts, shoes. They wanted diversity. So be yourself. Wear whatever you want. It's going to be part of the yeah, greater man. good. Yeah. Yeah. So where are they today? Not surprising. Many Wait, you didn't say, you didn't tell me what you disagree with. Oh, about the diversity in their clothes. Like when I read diversity oh, at see. first, I thought it meant like diversity of people. It just meant Joe's wearing a red shirt and Mike's wearing Skippy. black pants. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yes. You will it, wear what I tell you. It was the 80s. It was the 80s, man. <laughs> I love that this program literally went from when I was born until two years after I graduated high school. Yeah. And I had no idea this was going on. I, I know. And now as an adult, I'm like, my what question the, for you is how did this happen? What the hell? What the <laughs> hell? Were they, were we really that scared of China's telepathic children? children the eight-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> that could See x-rays, x-ray vision. <laughs> Apparently they were. Uh, this program went on for a long time. Yeah, this is why we're in a deficit. Yeah, this, yeah. The thinking like this. <laughs> why. My favorite too is how this program goes on for so long and there weren't a lot of like results. 
yeah. on the results page of the field manual. Yeah, no results. No, none of them walked through walls. Although one, I think it was um, Steppelbein said that he could walk through a wall. Yeah, I can say that too. I walk through walls too. I've walked into walls. I have walked into glass panes <laughs> that were so clean. Oh, they must have used vinegar. That's my favorite. <laughs> I know that's awful, but when you see dogs, or oh people, yeah, I love it when people are running and they hit a <laughs> full or, speed. My favorite is when people step on like a, a like a rake and then oh yeah yeah you know and then that hits them in the face or a ball hits them in the nuts. Uh, that's hilarious to me. So like dodgeball was like I didn't watch any previews for that. Oh no, I just went in clean. If you could dodge a wrench, you, you can, can dodge, dodge a ball. ball. Exactly, <laughs> words to live by. <laughs> See, they should have been part of this program. Somebody should have. There should have been an adult at the helm. But give me a Jeff Bridges movie any day, and I'll write it out any to day. the end. Yeah, Ride or die, baby. Ride or die, dude. Um, <laughs> that's just like your opinion, man. Man. <laughs> so not surprising, many of the original members remained actively involved in planetary affairs. Jim Channon... The the daddy-o of this whole program lives in Hawaii on an eco-homestead and has pioneered a wide range of evolutionary ideas for living. Jim is still actively engaged in envisioning the global militaries of the world coming together in a big kumbaya that they call New Earth Army. Uh-huh. It's probably going to be successful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, living in Hawaii, that's good enough for me. But I don't know about the eco homestead. I, yeah, there are pictures. That's called just being off the grid, man. I can't blame him for that either. Yeah. So he he calls the endeavor that he's working on Operation Noble Noble Steward, and has written about it on his website. He's got tons of YouTube videos. This guy for. Being so woo-woo, when you watch these videos, half the time you're like, all right, all right, man. I can sort of get on board. Yeah, I can get on board. Can I live there? I'll live there with you. Yeah. So he retired from the Army, but he continued to promote his concepts and worked as an organizational transformation consultant. But okay. what's really cool is he worked, like he went into the corporate world as a consultant so he's worked with Elon Musk, AT&T, DuPont, Whirlpool. DuPont. Yeah. Don't get me started. Oh, yes. The We're kitchen. probably going to do an episode about them. Who really? It's awful. Okay. Well, he was trying to help. Shannon was trying to help them. But he was featured in Fortune magazine in 1990 as the world's first business shaman. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> he was described as specializing in helping managers express their vision by creating a picture that makes corporate goals tangible against a starry universe and Earthscape background. So one of the things that I think is so funny about all these like young tech giants is that, I mean, even people that like crashed and burned like Elizabeth uh, Holmes. Yes, with Thanos. Not Thanos. Theranos. Theranos. Thanos snapped his fingers and ended the universe. <laughs> Theranos is that they all have this mission. We want to save the world. We want to leave the world a better place. Yeah. I'm not knocking it, but let's put some steps in place that's not just saying that. So that's what he's tried to do with these large corporations is let's take your goal of changing the world and actually make it tangible. Yeah. So... Thank you, Jim Channon, for that. Um, John Alexander was the father of non-lethal weapons, and just as he completed a major analysis of Africa, he had written a book about the future of warfare. Okay. John's book, The Warrior's Edge, provides an accurate description of many of his projects that he explored during his first Earth Battalion days. Mm -hmm. um, and he's still exploring. He serves as a council member on the Society of Scientific Exploration and on the Board of Remote Viewing Association. There's an association for it? There, yes. it's The website is www.irva.org. 
Yep. Irva? Irva. Yep. Dot org. Do you think they saw this podcast episode coming? Probably. Cool. If they haven't, I'm not making fun of y'all. I would really just like to understand what success is. We would like to have you on our podcast. Yeah. Give me a call. So Stippledine, Major General Stippledine, is developing a sustainable community in Panama. He's raising global awareness around the world. So a lot of these guys are really like still involved, but not in the military side of it. Are they wearing clothes now? Um, Some of them. Uh, George Clooney's character, Glenn Wheaton, they also called him Lynn, he retired a major general in the U.S. Army, and uh, he is a big proponent of psychological warfare still, levitation, spoon bending, and walking through walls. And he actually works with Shannon in Hawaii for the Hawaii Remote Viewers Guild. And he was also a consultant on the Matrix movies. Oh, was he? No. Oh, I'm probably. Just they did spoon bending in that movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, he dedicated his research and training to remote viewing. Now he's a director at all these big things. But um, it's just interesting to see a lot of these guys. Most of them are involved in Irva, um, including Lynn Buchanan. He retired <laughs> Army Intelligence Lynn claims to have done many remote viewings. Um, He's seen that one of the things that he said is that uh, he sees a massive population reduction over the next 30 years by killing off humans through poisoning the atmosphere and food supply. Okay. I don't think that's his plan. He's just predicting that by the year 2050, Human and E.T. hybrids will have taken over the Earth. Again, are they going to pay our bills? No. Okay. Well, maybe the aliens might, or the robots. I doubt it. The aliens are going to get here and be like, nah. Yeah, it's going to be like rolling up to Mississippi. They're like, oh. We out. So, fact or fiction? What do you think? Uh, I think the program was fact. Yeah. And probably what they tried to accomplish was fact, but I don't think that they did it because (laughs) they didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's actually what the findings say. (laughs) So strange. Quote. Yeah, quote. Quote, they didn't do it because they did not do it. (laughs) (laughs) They tried. They tried their little hippie hearts out. Um, But yeah, there have been some famous remote viewers. I did some research on them, but ultimately it came to that conclusion that um, some people have been known to see missing military members, um, but it's always like, oh, well, I saw a body of water or there's somewhere cold. Well, I mean, that's 50-50, right? I mean, at worst, 20% right. Yes. Yeah, because the earth is like 80% water. Yeah, so it's a good guess. Yeah. So anyway, that's Men Who Stare at Goats. If you've not seen the movie, you need to. Go watch it. It's hilarious. so funny. And reading what they were actually doing versus what they covered in the movie, they say that the um, Channon and a few of the guys were actually helping them, helping the actors like get into character and understand what it was really like. I bet. But they're like, you know, some of that's not real. We didn't really do that. Okay, well, yeah, enough we only of your really real did this other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> enough of your real story was interesting. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I love all of it. That it's true. I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for listening um, to our episode today, and uh, I hope that I see you <gasps> remotely, uh, remotely <laughs> on our next episode. This is a clear right production.